Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Oh my God, I took a lift yesterday uh-huh. and this dude literally was playing Creed's entire <laughs> greatest hits. And I was like, I guess we're in. We're in on this. We're just holding on, arms wide open, fucking my sacrifice, and I don't know what else. It was just a lot. Can you take me higher? Creed has like six albums. That's insane. Who bought these? Let's see. They have they have an album called With Arms Wide Open, colon, a retrospective. Get no, the fuck out of here. They're one of the biggest selling bands of all time, though, which is insane. And I love their genres are post-grunge. It's like, LOL, yeah. you mean trash? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see who else is post-grunge. Nickelback. Matchbox 20 is lit. It seems like the only qualification to be post-grunge is that you sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) I love Matchbox 20. Like His collaboration with Santana was like literally legendary. That was like literally iconic. I don't want to be lonely no more. I don't want to have to pray for girls. Whoa. In that song, when he goes, whoa, it's like one of the worst moments in musical history. (laughs) Allegedly, that vocal quality is called yarling. (laughs) I am literally triggered. Trigger warning, everybody. (laughs) Oh, wait. The top 10 yarlers of all time. No. (laughs) Trigger warning. (laughs) Oh, no. Brad Roberts from Crash Test Dummies. No, I'm out. Corn. Scott Weiland. Ooh, yeah, Jason Wade from Lifehouse. I used to yeah. fuck with Lifehouse. What is it? And what this blog never seems so hard. Yeah, this is the song. <laughs> this is so annoying. He's hot, though. He's hot. He is hot, but it's like, this is not how you sing. I'm getting sexually triggered. Cause else you and me. I hate this. Here's a list of everything it was used in, and it was like the OC, <laughs> like every single fucking thing used. Okay, that. the OC and Laguna Beach are literally the same kind of content. It's a two dub queens. Phoebe to your left, Miss J Willie to your right. And we got a show full of hot, spicy, Jimmy Dean sausage for you, baby, featuring Joe List and Clark Jones. Oh, my gosh. Is it weird that that totally sounded delicious? I mean, I know my way around some sausage. Like Aye. hot, spicy sausage. Gobble, gobble, Served gobble. up nice in a frying pan. Anyway, let's listen to the episode right now. Our next act that we're bringing up is very, very talented. He's been on Letterman. He's been on Comedy Central. He's been on Conan. He's killing it all over the country. He recently opened for Louis C.K. Please give it up for Joe Thank you very much. Well, that applaud died fast. Um, you guys mad at me? I'm getting a weird vibe here. I'm a, a good guy. 
Hey, 16 grand last year. I know what I'm doing up here. And, um... Oh, thanks. All right. Good to be here. I did a show the other night. There was a guy in the front row. I thought he looked like me. I went, hey, man, you look like me. And then he went, oof. I was like, well, I didn't mean to hurt our feelings. I think that's the best way to get a sense of what you look like. Because everyone, your friends and family, they just tell you you look great. If you want to know what you look like, you got to tell a stranger they look like you and see how they respond. So if you're like, you look like me, they're like, fuck you. I'm like, I knew it. Damn it. I'm self-conscious about my looks. I have a uh, girlfriend. I don't think she's attracted to me. I don't know if you guys have that problem in your relationships. I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, baby, do you think I'm hot? And she was like, yeah, you're the sweetest. I was like, all right. Those aren't really synonyms. Um, I was like, I meant, do you think I'm sexy? And she's like, well, you're very punctual. I was like, okay. I guess that's true. Then I was walking away and I was like, I might kill myself. She's like, you had a good run. I'm like, well, that... That wasn't even a question. I mean, I also got body shamed when I was younger. And um, when I was young, though, we didn't call it body shaming yet. We called it telling a person what they look like to their face. And it was just as hurtful, though. We just didn't have a term yet. I got made fun of having a big forehead. This girl came up to me. She said, you have a five head. You guys know that term? I was like, what's that? She's like, like a forehead, but bigger, a five head. It sucks when you get made fun of and then the person explains how they just made fun of you. And it's good. You're like, all right, that's not bad. Damn it. I got made fun of a lot. Kids make fun of each other a lot. They're brutal. People always want to know why kids make fun of each other. I know why kids make fun of each other. It's because it's fun. It's uh, right in the title of the activity. They're literally making fun. I'm not saying it's right, but that's definitely where the term comes from. They're like, you're not fun, so I'm creating fun using your face, body, and personality. Again, not condoning, but that's what's going on there. Adults, we make fun too, but we try to do it behind people's back because we care about their feelings. You ever make fun of a group of people because you thought they weren't around, but then it turns out they're right there the whole time? It happened to me recently. I was in the great state of Texas, and I was walking around. Oh, well, hold on just a moment now. No, I love Texas, but I walked by a cowboy hat store, a whole store just for cowboy hats. Now, I grew up in New England, and I've lived here in New York City for many years. So to me, a cowboy hat store, that's a Halloween store. I went inside, I was putting on cowboy hats. I was like, look at me, I'm a fucking idiot. Woo! And I looked over, there was two real-life cowboys staring at me. I felt terrible. It'd be like if they came to New York and put on glasses and they were like, ooh, I'm nervous, you know? That would be... That would hurt my feelings. And I'm not making fun of cowboy hats. They're good hats. They keep the sun off your shoulders and progressive ideas out of your head. They're good for things like that. I just don't have a cowboy look. That's why it's funny. Me in a cowboy hat is funny. Some, some of you guys could probably pull it off. Women look very sexy in cowboy hats. A lot of men look sexy in cowboy hats. I don't have the look, though. Even if I had boots and a mustache, I don't look like a cowboy. I look like a gay man whose boyfriend is into cowboys and I dressed up for his birthday, you know? Did a little something special for my man. If I walk around New York City with a cowboy hat on, no one's like, look at that cowboy. They're like, look at that prostitute. How about that? 
And I'm like, good day, mate. And like, that's not the right sentence. I'm like, whatever, it's my first day. Who wants to fuck for money? Come on. <laughs> I read this recently in a meme. Human beings have 70,000 thoughts a day. Isn't that crazy? That's too many, 70,000. That makes it that much more embarrassing every day when I'm like, huh, I never thought of that. I've had 25 and a half million thoughts in the last year. Not one of them was sneak your own candy into the movie theater. I don't know how I missed that one. Because I don't have 70,000 thoughts. That's my problem. I have four thoughts that just repeat 70,000 times. My four thoughts are, my parents are going to die. I'm horny. Is that cancer? Is this funny? Those are the only four things I've ever thought of. Somebody thought to sneak their own candy to the movie theater. Do you guys do that? It's a good move, right? Save a few bucks, because they're gouging us anyways. <laughs> I don't mind paying full price for uh, movie candy. I think it turns me on a little bit. I'm kind of into it. I think I like being taken advantage of. Because they gouge you. It feels dirty. I'm like, how much for a bag of M&Ms? Like, it's eight bucks. I'm like, yeah, it is. Here's 20. Squirt some of that fake hot butter on my chest and call me a bitch. They're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I figure you're fucking me. I might as well enjoy it here. <laughs> I like sex. Uh, you guys are having it, I'm sure, right? We're all very young and liberated, right? <laughs> let's all fuck right now. Come on, let's get crazy. I like sex. My girlfriend and I, we have sex. I like morning sex. That's my favorite kind of sex, but people aren't into it. My girlfriend doesn't like it. I'm like, let's have some morning sex. And she's like, no, I want to start my day. I'm like, yeah, I want to start my day also. That's what I'm trying to do here. That's hurtful that you wouldn't consider that your day beginning. <laughs> I think the problem with morning sex, morning breath. That's probably the main problem. Morning breath, I'm pretty sure, is how doggy style sex got invented. Like a couple's having sex first thing in the morning, 30 seconds in, the girl's like, let's try this with my face buried in the pillow. That might be better for everybody. I'll lift my genitals to you and hide my nostrils in the linens here. <laughs> Hey, you guys are really great. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Give it up for Joe Lynn. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. Are you guys ready for our next comic? He's very, very talented. He's touring all over the country. You may see him on Comedy Central. Please get up for Clark Jones! Keep it going for Jessica and Phoebe, everybody. Hell yeah! I'm a single guy, thought I was ready for love. It was Valentine's Day, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for love, it's Sunday. 
And a friend of mine asked me a question that kind of messed my head up. He was like, Clark, would you rather have true love or headphones that last forever? <laughs> How you going to inception me like that, bro? I don't... Forever? Forever, ever. I was like, I don't... Give me them beats by Dre, man. Prince on Spotify, and I really need to get in my feelings. I lost my virginity to Prince. Yeah. For the other people, I lost my virginity to a Prince song. Let me be clear. Don't drag me on black Twitter. This comedian making up shit about our Lord and Savior Prince. No, 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 no. It was just a song. I don't know how old y'all are. My freshman year when I lost my virginity, I had to make a fuck playlist first. And a fuck playlist is a playlist to fuck to, right? You would go on LimeWire or Kazaa. <laughs> and you would destroy your compact Rosario, Sony Vio, or Gateway, depending on your income level. Either way, it's gone, right? Now look, I was a very confident virgin. I made a fuck playlist 18 tracks long, right? I'm like, yeah, sex lasts about three hours. Let's get it. The problem wasn't the length. The problem was I put the Prince song first. A Prince song called Do Me Baby. Do me, baby. Mm. Like you never have before. Wow. Ooh, give it to me. Like you just can't take no more. Right. I did not last to the baby. I tapped out around do me, <laughs> then we just held each other like virgins do. It was, it was a beautiful moment. So glad he's on Spotify, man. I need to come now. Uh, I've been on a comedy tour. Been on a tour for comedy by tour. I mean, I've just been taking Megabus to different cities, but that don't get as many likes, so I've been calling it a tour. And I got to go home to my native Chicago. I'm originally from Chicago. <laughs> Dope. And <laughs> I love spending time with my mom. My mom was like my best friend, man. And I, I got to appreciate uh, the struggle she had raising me. Like, I, I get a glimpse of it. Like, what it's like to be a single mother, you know, in New York. Whenever I'm getting off the train and a woman needs to help, tell me to help her take the carriage down that flight of stairs, right? Before you could finish saying, hey, can I, she's shoving her baby to a complete stranger down the flight of M train stairs, right? Because it's, it's tough, you got so many things you have to balance and she had to balance, it was like choices she had to make. It's like, uh, like those big ass Dagwood turkey sandwiches that they're constantly like, oh man, you, uh, I wanna get you a baseball uniform and I wanna get my nails done, but you need those, those shots or whatever it is and it's constantly these choices. And it happened to me one time, I played sports as a kid. One time I came in the house, uh, I had shortness of breath, right? And I told my mom, I was like, oh, I have shortness of breath. I think I have asthma. And my mom says, no you don't. That was it. There was no investigation. She barely looked up from her jet magazine. I don't even think she heard me. Her auto reply was, no you don't. And you know what? I didn't have shortness of breath after that. She, she took away the disease and the symptoms 
in one fell swoop. That is black girl magic if you've never heard of it before. She didn't have room for asthma on her responsibility plate. Come from a bunch of strong women. My grandmother, strong, strong woman, had her own church for 30 years. Had her own beauty salon, ran her own beauty salon for 35 years. She also pulled a knife on my grandfather when she caught him cheating in 1978. Get you a woman that can do all three. It's a violent time, it's a rough time. One problem is people don't think about um, what we have in common, right? Like that's what, that's what have, makes you have empathy and sympathy. Think about what we have in common. So while I was on tour, I got to do a, uh, a gig. It was a liberal arts college, all white women, which are two redundant statements. <laughs> Shout out to Agnes Scott. And I did something, I took a risk. I said, yo, I will give y'all the opportunity, just one, the opportunity to ask me anything you want to, and I will try to answer on behalf of all black people. Bro, <laughs> trust me, bro. Come on, bro, come on, man. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking I'm gonna get like a little, um, you know, a little soft toss, something easy. No, I knew it was gonna be tough because she put her head down and the hair went behind the ear, which is code for white women that some shit's about to come <laughs> served up to you. She said, like, what's the deal with Tyler Perry? True story. I missed the last meeting, so I didn't have an answer ready. For those who don't, y'all know Tyler Perry, super rich movie producer and director, has made a lot of money dressing up like an old black woman. And he can't be stopped. He did a movie, boom, Medea Halloween, dressed up like an old black woman and said, hello, every five minutes or whenever a ghost came out. Black Twitter was mad because Boomer Dear Halloween killed Birth of a Nation, which is a serious movie about slavery. Killed it, wasn't even close, right? Destroyed Birth of a Nation, and I didn't have an answer. I'm just like, people want to go to the movies to have fun. They don't want to think, you know? You pay $25 for a ticket, you just want to sit in them big-ass Buick seats and not think for 90 minutes. But I, I had to flip it back on them because I'm like, that's not just a black thing, though. I asked, the, I said, ask a black question. Black people aren't the only ones who do that. She asked me what's the deal with Tyler Perry. I flipped, I said, okay, well, what's the deal with Adam Sandler? <laughs> you don't learn nothing from them Nicki movies. Adam Sandler did a movie called Big Daddy, where, first of all, he was a New Jersey tollway collector and could afford a one bedroom in Manhattan. Already bullshit. We should have we walked out right then, but we didn't. We didn't. Big Daddy domestically made $150 million in America. You know what didn't make $150 million? Schindler's List. Not even close. Adam Sandler is Jewish Medea. I'm telling you, every race has one. If I had more time, I'll just say Pitbull, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Name a race. I've been Clark Jones. Y'all were a lot of fun. Thank y'all so much. Sir Clark Jones and Joe List.
Teed Up Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plord, Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, George Wellington, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Prosky. Jeff, when are we going to be together, boo? Anyway, follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Hit us up on social media. Yeah, and you know what? Go the extra mile. Go the green mile. Hashtag Tom Hanks. And subscribe to the show. You know what to do. It's like so it that you hashtag Tom Hanks. It's like such a Michael Clark like, Duncan vehicle. Though. But like Tom Hanks, I couldn't think of Michael Clark Duncan. So I thought of T. Hanks. And okay. also like Tom Hanks and our friends. So yeah, it's fine. Well, you know. YQY. We can all be so lucky. Don't go YQY over me speaking. <laughs> Ew, you need to like that's drink me, water. That's me eating sausage. It sounds so dry. <laughs> it sounds very dry. Okay, wait, let me do some water. It's so dry. <laughs> that's that's like it's a two-day hydration. You need an IV dry. treatment. I don't need fucking need saline or whatever. <laughs> you need a saline bag. <laughs>